episode 27 of the New England Sports Media Podcast, bringing you another pair of brothers, this time twins, Andrew and Aaron Robinson, All Facts Media founders and, and former current basketball players, the collegiate level for Quinnipiac. That's the New England connection down in Hampton, Connecticut, also at Coppin State, and uh, doing some cool things in the sports media world as well with, with your podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, and doing all kinds of cool stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're really excited to uh, have a conversation with you both. No problem at all, man. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I want to start here. Um, you guys are back home where you're from in Maryland, right? You're with, you started your All Facts Media. It was on Twitter, but then you got a website. So tell us what All Facts Media is, why you wanted to start it, what it's about, and, and what you guys want to do moving forward. Yeah, I mean, so um, – all Facts Media, just a, it's first, it's a just a sports platform. We have, like you said, Twitter, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we got the podcast now, a blog, like for our, our website, where like our our written, written content lives, videos, our podcast, all that is on our website. Um, but it kind of started honestly because so Drew and I obviously went to Quinnipiac, like you mentioned, majored in journalism there, and Quinnipiac um, has a really strong uh, journalism program. So me and Drew are both involved in student media there. Um, and when we were at Quinnipiac, so we were covering like the, the Quinnipiac teams. Like we had these like two weekly shows that we put on. We're like you know putting together highlights and doing all, doing the whole nine yards. Like I, I had an opportunity to be a beat reporter my senior year, um, so we were just really, really involved there, like doing a bunch of stuff with, with like student media and everything at Quinnipiac. Um, and then when we grad transferred to Coburn State, Coburn didn't have any type of student media, no journalism program, nothing like no master's communications program. I think they have an undergrad communications program. I think. But nothing, no mat, no master's program, and so we kind of got the Quinn to Cobb, and we were like, man, like we've kind of built up this, 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 this little bit of a following at Quinnipiac. We kind of been doing all this cool stuff with student media the past two years, you know. Now we're at Cobb, like and there's nothing, so like, what do we do, you know? So we were like, you know, we may as well just start our own student media thing. We may as well just start our own platform and cover Cobb State sports, you know, just just do it ourselves. That's kind of where the idea started. We started all facts, just kind of covering Cobb State sports, so we were covering like women's volleyball, um, women's basketball, did, did some baseball in the spring. We would just go to the games, um, like, you know, do post-game interviews, like, stuff like that. Um, and so then, basically, um, what happened was, like I said, we were covering a little bit of baseball in the spring, and then the coronavirus happened. And so that really literally, like, shut down everything. It shut down, obviously, all the common sports, all college sports, and the NBA, everything, literally everything in the whole sports world just stopped. And so the only thing that was going on at that time was the college basketball transfer portal. Like that was literally the only thing that was happening. Like people were committing, decommitting, like um, in, in, in terms of like high school kids, grad transfers. And obviously me and Drew playing college basketball, we had friends that were, you know, grad transferring. We had, we knew high school kids from the area that were committing to schools. And so we basically just started covering recruiting for college basketball. And, and luckily like a couple of our friends, a couple of our teammates at Quinnipiac, uh, Kevin Marfo and Rich Kelly, they happened to be two of like the biggest grad transfers on the market at the time. So they kind of let us cover their recruiting, their recruitment, um, like hands on. And we, we were like, they weren't talking to any other outlets. They were only talking to us. So that was big time for us just to be able to cover their recruitment and kind of break their announcements. So both of them actually came on our platform to commit. Um, and they announced like where they were going to school. And like when that happened, we kind of got like a bunch of like national recognition because like, obviously Kevin Marfo at the time, he, he committed first. He was like, like, like probably a top 10 grad transfer. So like everybody was kind of following his recruitment and he came and committed with us. And then the next day we had Rich Kelly, we had Frederick Scott, another guy that committed to Boston College. We had Darius Miles, four-star kid to commit to Bama um, from the area. We had a bunch of kids. We started basically covering the recruiting aspect. So that's kind of where we got into the, into the college basketball stuff. And then 
just from playing and just from kind of everybody that we had known, we kind of started interviewing college coaches. And that's, that's kind of um, spiraled into this podcast that we have now with the Believe Network with, you know, just covering mid-major college basketball. But when we started it, honestly, we just kind of had a vision for covering sports. We wanted to have somewhere where our work could live, where we could still like write, where we could still, you know, interview, where we could still work on our, our journalism, like skills. And also find a way that if, um, either one day we could use that to get a job in the, in the industry, like, all right, you know, this is, this is what we do, you know, hire me. Um, or um, just kind of keep building all facts up and maybe like find a way to make money off that and kind of make that into our, our own thing where we can just kind of blow that up. And one day it becomes, you know, something crazy where we can, where we're making money off that and we're covering sports in, in our own way. I think the good thing about well, what we do is that, um, we get to kind of cover what we want. We get to talk about like what, what we want and shape the coverage in our way. And so that, that's, that's really cool and, and unique about um, what we do. So um, right now, obviously we're in the swing of college basketball season. So we're, we're getting over to some, some area schools, Maryland, George Mason, Towson, obviously Cobb state covering some games and everything. So that's been a ton of fun. Um, but I guess like, like our vision is just kind of, keep growing it man just we we, we have no like concrete plan or right, this is what we want it to be we're just kind of taking it a day at a time you know covering sports doing what we love to do and just kind of seeing what seeing yeah. what happens with it that's awesome that's awesome that, that, it sounds like the way to do it so i'm curious uh obviously aaron went off on that so andrew i want to hear from you now um so i did i was looking back i like, guess your bios and stuff you have a, a huge family like a huge sports family like from all over you know your uncles your, your brothers or whatever so was that why, like, you guys were interested in media because they had media exposure? Like, when you guys got to Quinnipiac, how did you know you wanted to do journalism? Like, where did that come from? Oh, Andrew, you're muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. So, yeah. Um, one, I think Ace, Ace fought in my footsteps, you know, with journalism stuff, you know. Uh, Both face lie. Do, Don't let I, him come I, on camera and I like this, I man. Think I wanted to do journalism first. Um, so I actually going back to middle school days before we even got to um, high school and college. When I was in middle school in uh, sixth grade, um, I took a journalism journalism class. And we um, it was like our newspaper were at, at middle school was called uh, the Blueprint. So uh, seventh grade, I you know got promoted and I actually joined the newspaper staff and um, I was the opinion editor of the school newspaper. Um, that was in high school, I, sir. Not not seventh grade. That was, that was in high school. You're right. My bad. Seventh grade. <laughs> um, Anyway, again. <laughs> uh, high school, high school, um, I was on the uh, new newspaper staff. So um, seventh grade, I, wow. 10th grade, no, 11th grade, there we go. 11th grade, I was the opinion editor. Um, and then my senior year, I got um, promoted to the sports editor. So that was like my first time covering sports ever. I was like covering our football team, um, things like that. So it was cool, man. I got to like write articles about stuff. You know, I, I was like writing opinion pieces. So um and mind you, this is obviously, you know, when I was getting recruited to play basketball in college, I didn't really, I had no idea what I wanted to major in. So I was basically like, yo, like, I'm already doing journalism. Um, this would kind of be a fun way for me to be able to uh, stay around sports, you know, because after basketball, I always wanted to stay around the game just because like um, sports was, like you mentioned, just such a huge part of our life with you know, my brother playing for Syracuse and my uncle and like everybody in my family played sports. So I always wanted to be around the game. So this kind of gave me an avenue where I was like, hmm, I could, you know, be a journalist and then just stay around the game and cover sports. So that's kind of how I got into to media, you know, the first time. Um, that's really what made me major in journalism. Um, and then, like Ace mentioned, it kind of grew uh, from there at Quinnipiac. So, guys, I'm curious, when you 
and, and this is going to lead me to back to what you were talking about, how you guys recruit, rec- excuse me, reported on recruiting. When you guys were coming out of high school, were like journalists hitting you up, like asking you where you were going and stuff. And, and, and like, were you, were you reported on, was your recruiting reported on when you were coming out of high school? Yeah. So like when I was in college, it, it was definitely like, um, cause I was actually getting recruited by um, a lot of like mid-major schools, like a lot of Mac schools, a lot of CAA schools. Um, I had like Conference USA, a couple of schools like that. So like, um, it was definitely a lot of like mid-major news outlets um, that um, would like write articles about like our, my, my recruitment and stuff. And then when I came, and then like when we transferred also uh, from Quinnipiac to Coppin, um, I remember Jeff Goodman hit me up and was like, hey, like, what's your list? Like, what are you, you going to do? Whatever. And, I, and then I had to commit to um, Brian and stuff like that. People were like reaching out to me and things like that. Um, but I still never really thought that like, that's something that I'll be doing, like at least this this fast, because I always had plans to um, play after college. Like, I'm, you know, graduate and go play overseas, um, which is still hopefully the plan. I'm still trying to get over there. Obviously with the COVID pandemic, it's just so hard, you know? So I never really thought that I'll kind of be jumping into it this fast, but um, that was kind of my first introduction into it when I was back in high school um, and certain media outlets would like re- report when I was going on official visits and stuff like that. So what did you guys learn from that? And this for either of you, you know, when, when people reported on you when you were in high school and then when you grad transferred, like, what did you learn from that? And like, what were some of the lessons you took away that maybe when you're talking to kids now who are either transferring or being recruited, like that you might, you might know to ask them or might know not to ask them based on how you were reported on when you were younger. Um, I mean, I think not even necessarily more so from, from a recruiting standpoint, but just like being in college locker rooms, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like obviously at Quinnipiac, student media was huge. And at Quinnipiac, you know, we were on the basketball team. And so they would report on, on, on us as, as athletes, you know what I'm saying? So like our teammates and everything um, would like take offense sometimes. Like, 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 like let's say we had a bad game, we lost. And then you look in the, on, the, on the Q30 website, you're saying, oh, Quinnipiac men's basketball, you know, struggled down the stretch, loses game that they should have won or so, something like that. And they're like, yo, like, these dudes go to our school, like, how are they writing stuff about us? Like, 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 what are they doing, man? Like, forget them dudes, whatever. It's like, yo, like, we, we, me and Drew had to be kind of the media. It's like, yo, bro, like, this is their job. Like, you got to understand. They're not, they're not like, this, they're not PR. Like, their job is not, not to, to pump up the basketball team. Like, their job is to report the truth. Their job is to report what's going on. Man, we're, why, you guys should have got to be you with us. We would have liked you guys if we have it. 100%. Yeah, bro. So, we had a lot of those conversations. Because, obviously, like, there were, there were times at Quinnipiac where, like, I remember my senior year, like, one of the former players, like, he, we were real cool with him. He, like, got in some trouble. And then the reporters through the media, like, wrote a story about it. And, like, and they were, like, not passionate, but it was, like, oh, like, former men's basketball player, like this and that and that. And it was like, yo, and they were like, yo, like, what are they doing? I'm like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, this is is news. And so like, like they're reporting on what's going on. And it's just like, you can't get necessarily get mad about what they're saying because like that, that's their job. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at the end of the day, their job to report what's true. Like this is what's going on. And then this is public information. So it's not like they're like reporting something that's like a secret. You know what I'm saying? So like, we, we, we kind of, from that is, is, is one thing that we learned. Then another thing I say we learned, like you'll see a lot of, a lot of media people, like, um, that will like that will like tweet stuff about players, or that will like that will like say stuff, and, and it kind of comes off as like bashy, like, like they're, they're like bashing a player or something like that. And it's like a lot of these, some of the, a lot of guys in the media, like like um, because they, they they didn't like play the sport, they don't necessarily understand like like what's going through an athlete's head when people are saying stuff about them, or when when people are saying certain things, or like or like maybe they're they're, they're making an analysis of the game or something, but. Like because they didn't play, like they don't really understand like necessarily what's going on or like or like what was going through the players' minds. So it comes off as like bashy, you know what I'm saying? So like 
we kind of were like, yo, like literally we were talking with, with our friends yesterday because um one of the one of the major college, college basketball reporters, I won't say his name because I'm actually out of relationship with this dude, but he, he tweeted something. He was like, um, such and such a player, like if if such and such is your best player, like you're gonna have a problem basically. And they were like, yo, like how's he how's he saying something like this? Like this, like this dude is like 18 year old kid, and you you like bashing him to 200,000 people on your on your social media, you know what I'm saying? So like, like, like they're like, yo, like, like I'm, I'm glad y'all don't be doing stuff, stuff like this. Like this is like, like the don't do this. So like, we kind of got the do's and don'ts. Like we, 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 we know from being a player, like, all right, this is what players don't like. You know what I'm saying? But I think also the main thing that we learned, I would say, and we, and we honestly had run-ins with this as well. Like when we, when we were reporting on like, like uh the the, the grad transfers in in the spring, like. That was when we like kind of first really broke on. Like now we we've been doing it for like a year, so people kind of expect us to report. But when we first started doing it in the spring, it was like, yo, like what are these dudes doing? Like like they played here. What are these dudes doing? Like they they reporting these champ like innocent. So it was like we 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 kind of had to deal with that for 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 a little bit. But I think honestly the biggest thing that we learned is kind of this this from being players like all right, like our job is to still report the truth and what's going on. We can't necessarily let our relationship with people. You know what I'm saying? Like deter us from from yeah. reporting. You know what I'm saying? So I think That's that was interesting. Part. Yeah, I was, was gonna ask you guys about that. What it was like? Like, I mean, obviously, like I'm sure you're friends with Kevin Marfo and Rich Kelly. Yeah. But like, so obviously, there's advantages, you know. And like, as a reporter, you have to have relationships with people. And yeah. like, I, you know, like I'm sure in your journalism classes, a lot of your professors are like, "Don't be friends with your subjects" or whatever. But like, sometimes that's inevitable, right? Like, if yeah. you're on the same team with them, or if you go to class with them, or or you work with them, you see them in the grocery store, like it's inevitable. So yeah. I'm curious how you guys kind of went about that. And like, I think you guys obviously di didn't flaunt that. Like you guys were just doing, like you guys were acting like media people. You weren't like, oh, look at me. I know these guys, like I can do this. Yeah. So like, like yeah. how do you, how do you kind of balance that, those friendships and stuff? And do you ever get nervous when you're tweeting something out about one of your boys or something? I mean, I think I think with with the recruitment stuff, those guys were like eager to help us too. Yeah, so like yeah. like with, with those two guys, it came easy. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 because they didn't necessarily want to go talk to you know John Rothstein, Jeff Goodman. They were like, yo, like, these guys are already like like these guys just just want to do this so they can like break the story and then move on to the right. next person. Whereas like me and Drew like had actually had relationships with them. You know what I'm saying? And we like and they yeah. and they knew that like we weren't gonna spin it like a certain way. Like like they knew like if we tweeted out, oh like um. Marfo's down to, to like these five schools. Like it's it's gonna be something that it's not like oh like these guys are gonna try to like spin it a certain way or like like they would tell us like some other reporters would like be reach out to them like on like daily basis like oh like what are you doing what are you doing like like annoying them and like we didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. a big thing with, with that I, I I can't remember is like when they were going through that process we let them be you know what I'm saying we didn't like bang their door down every two like yo you cut your list 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 like it was like we let them we let them go through their process you know what I'm saying and, and even like with Kevin like we would even like he would because. Kevin, like we're we're friends with these dudes. So like when we were at Quinnipiac, it was like we kind of had like like those like 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 a big brother like relationship where like they were asking for advice on stuff. So it's like they were like Kevin especially was like asking us for advice on certain school. It was like I wasn't gonna like go tweet, oh like Marfo was leaning toward this at a conversation. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna go do that. You know what I'm saying? Like like cause we're we're talking as friends right now. You know what I'm so it's like a lot of the time I'll say the biggest thing is like they they understand that like stuff that they, they say to us, like is always like off the record first. And we'll always ask, all right, is it okay if we put this out? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just gonna take something yeah. you said to me on a cell phone call and go tweet it out. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, right. And, it's and just they know that. The yeah. Communication. So it's like because we're friends with them, I think it was just kind of balancing, like, all right, like, you know, they like they 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 trust us, which helped, you know what I'm saying? And they they knew that we weren't gonna necessarily spend yeah, anything they were sure. saying. And the same thing with coaches, like we talk to coaches all the time, like, 
and they know that we're not just gonna run off and go tweet it, something we say on, on like a private phone call, you know what I'm saying? So it's like balancing like the aspect of like our relationships, but also not like using that, you know what I'm saying, necessary to our advantage. Like we're still gonna make sure that we're doing it the right way as we're doing the reporting, you know? Definitely. Something you want to say, Drew, or something you want to add that I missed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I also say kind of, um, you know, Greg, you mentioned it, like talking about uh, the relationships. And I think that that's kind of the the thing that was like biggest for us when we first started was just um, leveraging those relationships, right? Because a lot of people who we had on from the players to the coaches, like were somebody, people who we knew, like, or played against like Rich Kelly, obviously, and Kevin. Then you had like Fred Scott, for example, played against him for four years at Ryder. Uh, we had Brendan Medley Bacon, who ended up coming to VCU, who was our teammate at Coppin. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Like our, our older brother, Billy, even helped us out with a lot of stuff. He played at Syracuse. And he got us two guys from Syracuse. One guy, uh, Malik Zachary, and another guy, um, Quincy Ballard, who ended up committing to Florida State, um, who were guys who, like, my brother worked out. He was like, yeah, man, like, yo, I see you guys doing that thing. Man, I'm going to see if – I got two guys that are committed. I'm going to see if I can, you know, give them to do it on your show. And we got those two guys, like – um, and like just little stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like coaches that we that we either played against, like half of our coaches that we had on all facts are Mac coaches, you know, Shane Holloway at St. Peter's, Steve Massiello, King Rice, like all these guys. Um, we had we played against in the Mac, so like they were like, Yeah, I remember you guys when I was playing, man. So like, it was cool, it was like smooth, you know, and um, that kind of thing was nice, man. Like, I think, like, as you guys know, like the biggest thing with, with you know the media or just with any job in general is kind of like it's not really like about what you know it's about who you know you know so for us we were really able to take advantage of the people who we knew um just by playing the game you know and that kind of was able to help to really like get us started um and maybe get us some interviews that maybe we wouldn't normally have been able to get if we didn't if we didn't play you know so um I think it kind of definitely goes you know both ways you know the, the good and the bad yeah going on your website too I mean it looks fantastic you guys got the recaps going How's that been? Like, dude, how's it different covering games currently than covering some of the games that when you guys were at Quinnipiac and stuff like that? Shoot. I mean, I think, I think for me personally, like I say this all the time, like Quinn, like going to Quinnipiac and like learning all the stuff that we did there was like the best decision that we could ever made because like literally like the stuff that we were learning in classes or like, or like going to Q30 and like, like be, being a beat reporter, like, all right, like we had to, like my senior, I remember, I remember like, I remember like traveling to, you know, all these school colleges. I, I, was, I did lacrosse because obviously we couldn't, we couldn't, I couldn't be beat reporter for basketball because we were playing and right. basketball, it just didn't work. So um, I was beat reporter for like lacrosse. I remember like going to games and having to like, um, like reach out to certain players for like, if I wanted to write a story on them or like kind of come up with the ideas, like, all right, I, I think this would be a cool story. Like, let, let's kind of do a story on this or whatever. And I think those things are, some, are things that we kind of use now. Like if we're like, the one thing I will say is that, like, one thing that I, that I appreciate about about like having like our own platform, like we have we have to like do all the work. So like, we have to we have to reach out for the credential at, if we want to go cover a game at a school. You know what I'm saying? Like for the recaps, like we're kind of editing our own like recaps. You know what I'm saying? Like after the game, there's no there's nobody like look over our work. Where at Q30, we had editors that would like review our that would edit our stories and stuff. And now it's like we kind of we gotta make sure our this AP style. Like, am I making sure that I'm spelling this dude's name right? Am I making sure that you know? Um, I have the punctuation correct. We had to like really like look at look at it with a lens. You say where that Q thirty like you had like, we had an editor that was doing all that for us. So it's like you have to be more conscious with the things that you're that you're that you're doing. You say so you have to kind of take more ownership. But I think like the biggest the biggest difference is more so I think like we get to do what we want, right? What we want. You know what I'm saying? So like at Q thirty like like we they they gave us a lot of freedom there too. Like if we pitched 
oh, I want to write a story on so-and-so. Like, you know, so they were more so give us freedom to like go and like pursue the story. Um, so we could kind of, we could kind of do essentially what we want, but it would all be like, all right, like maybe you should like take it this way or all right, maybe this, this is a little too broad. Like try, maybe try to find a narrow focus or something like, right. um, now they, they handle all the credential stuff. So like trying to go through these SIDs nowadays, so like if we want to do an interview with a certain coach, we had to like go through this SID or something like that's been re- really rewarding and a really fun yeah. process about this, just kind of learning to do all of that. Um, I would say it would probably be the biggest difference. So I'm curious when you guys were at Quinnipiac or at Coppin state and, and, you know, we dealt with obviously putting SIDs ourselves and their job is obviously really important for the, for the university. Um, what is your kind of feeling or relationship like been with SIDs either as a player or as a media person and like as a player, you know, did you ever feel like you kind of wish that you had more opportunity to speak to the media or was there plenty of it? And then as a media person, you know, do you feel like you have enough, you feel like there's enough access and you're actually getting the stories or do you feel like everything's just kind of still in the locker room because of the way, you know, colleges, rightly so, want to protect themselves and, and it makes sense that they do. So what is it like? Like, Do you guys feel like now that you kind of are in the media, you're getting what you should be getting or do you feel like it's still kind of the watered down version? Um, I think it's a fine line sometimes. Every school is different, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've found that some schools' SIDs are a lot more strict. Like they want to know, like, all right, what, what are you guys asking them? You know, what, what's like, what, what are you guys, where are you guys taking this? Is this going to be a written story? Is it going to like, right? And some SIDs were like, yo, like we want to do this. And like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And we just do yeah. our thing, and that's it. You know, um, so I think it kind of depends on the school. But I think you know, for when we were players at that Quinnipiac, um, I think we had a decent amount of media coverage. But like, they definitely, definitely gave us like the whole spiel of like what to say, what not to say. I, I feel like as a reporter back then, all of our answers were probably very similar, like, because our coaches told us what to say and how to say things. Always talk like, about the team. like Right, right, right. So, like, you didn't, we didn't really get to say too much. Like, it was, like, you know, not generic, I guess. Um, and then now I think, you know, obviously with COVID, it's been a little bit harder to get stuff just because right. uh, a lot of schools are limiting the access even to, like, getting the games and stuff. So we kind of right. had to get in where we could fit in. You know, but I think for the most part, man, I, I, we, it's been good, man. It was crazy. Like, we we applied for a credential at George Mason, and I thought he was like, hey, yo, I'm a, I'm a big fan of you guys' work. And I was like, oh, dang, that's crazy. I didn't even that's know awesome. you knew yeah, about yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was cool, man. He was like, hey, man, if you guys want to come down, man, let me know. I'll get you guys a credential and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been a positive experience uh, thus far. No, yeah, that's – I mean, I wish that, like, every city – especially in the East coast too, where basketball is crazy. Like every, like New York, Boston, I wish every city had like a website like this, just like covering local games, like local recaps and stuff. Like there's a, a website that's in Philly. I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's like city of basketball. Loves. Yeah, man. They used to come me back in high school. Oh, uh, yeah. I was to go to Drexel. I love, I love that dude. Yeah, no, that dude's the man. I don't know. You probably went to like one of his camps or something, but like those types of websites, like I love, and I wish like there was one up in Boston, like yeah. what you guys are doing is sick. And and the and the challenge, as you guys know, is and you kind of mentioned it, is the finances, right? Like we would love to yeah. do that too, but like when you have three hundred people go into a BU basketball game or for two hundred yeah. people in a northeastern basketball game, can't make money off of it. And, and oh, obviously, yeah. as you guys know, you got to make money to to live and survive. So, right. so how about so how do you guys get on the Believe Podcast Network? Do they come to you? Do you go to them? Like, how do you guys get on that network? And and like, what's what's that experience been like? Yeah, so they. 
So it was kind of crazy. Like my one of my best friends from Quinnipiac, we did Q30 together. Um, she kind of uh, is the one introduced it to me. Like she was like, "Oh, like there's a network called Believe Podcast Network. They're trying to find new hosts for podcast shows. Like you guys should should apply. Like like you can literally anybody can apply. You, you can go in there right now and apply for a podcast on the right. network. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll like see like you know you'll, you'll pitch your idea to them, um, and then they'll tell you, "Oh yeah, this is a good idea. Like come on." And then you start the process. Um, so basically how that happened, she literally just told me, yo, this network is trying to find podcast hosts. Like you try to apply. I was like, oh, can we, people have been telling me and Drew start a podcast for so long, literally, literally like years, people, yo, y'all should get a podcast. Cause like literally like what everybody sees, like we, and we haven't even really gotten necessarily this, but like me and Drew, all we do is talk about sports all day, every day. All we do is debate like all day, every day. That's, that's literally all we do. So like people been told, oh, yo, y'all should get a podcast, whatever. So we like, yo, all right, we're going, we're going to do it. And then we kind of never really knew necessarily the infrastructure to like, to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, all right, what do we need to do to tangibly go about making this happen? So then when that happened, we were like, yo, this is the perfect opportunity to kind of make this happen. Like, so we partnered with them. And obviously they have like a, they have like an audio team, a marketing team as producers. Like they help with like, with like pushing out the stuff on social media, like promoting them. And we, 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 we promote our own stuff anyways, but like just to have a team, like if we got a problem, if we got a problem with audio or if we, if we like, they make like, don't make like graphics. Cause that's one thing that me and Drew are necessarily like the best at like with like the graphics. They're, they're like, take care of that stuff. And um, so that, that, that's been really cool. I think, I think the thing like we, when we reached out to them, we kind of had like this idea, oh yeah, we're going to cover like college basketball. And then they kind of like, yo, like you, you guys should cover like specifically mid-major basketball, which is because like you got to play mid-major basketball. And we didn't really have too many shows that specifically focused on like just mid-major basketball. And so they kind of helped us to like narrow our focus and kind of, and kind of get, get that. Um, so that, that was, that was kind of how it came about. Um, and then ever since we, we kind of started doing that, it's just been, it's been awesome, man. Just kind of being able to have another place where we, where we could kind of like talk, talk about sports and cover sports and just kind of be ourselves and kind of add that to the brand that we already had going with like the, with the blog and the, and the video stuff and the, and everything that we already had going on. So it's been, it's been really fun. What's your process of deciding what to talk about? Um, I mean, I think that just kind of, we, 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 we kind of every week, so we just kind of we'll, we'll, we'll try to have a guest every week. So I mean, just like a on a blanket sense, we kind of talk talk about like the best mid major games of the weekend, and then we'll kind of talk about you know what teams are looking like they could potentially like are trending in the right direction. Like like what are the best mid major teams like right now? Like who had the best wins of the week? Um, and we'll talk about all right, who, what games are are you know are coming on this weekend that you actually be looking at. And then obviously we, we play in the MAC, so we'll always talk about the MAC. Like what I'm saying, we're just talking about. You know, the matter, all right, what teams because the Mac is such a wild conference. Like, like obviously Iona's won it over the last four years, but like on a night in, night out basis, you never know who's gonna win in that league. Like anybody could be anybody. And this is kind of the same for a lot of mid-major leagues, but I think the Mac is one that's unique because literally, like my senior year, for example, like we were, I wanna say like 13 and seven or I think 12. No, we were eleven and seven. And I think Iona had won the we didn't won on senior night, we did we did the regular season champs. I think Iona was like 12 and six. If we didn't won in the last game, we'd have been 12 and six as well. But there were literally like five teams. Like we we went from potentially winning the regular season championship to being like a five-way tie for like second place. Like it was nuts. Like the, the conference is so even where like teams, you literally have like five or six, seven teams within like one game of each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's like literally on any given night, anybody could be anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the thing that that's the thing that that, that makes that conference fun of that, that that teams are so even in that conference. So we'll try to have like a head coach on every week or a player on and, 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 you know, or like, like we had Kevin Sweeney on uh, last week's episode, like, and we'll try to like, you know, just, just talk, just kind of chop it up. Like it's, it's it is like covering mid-major basketball since it's still kind of broad because there's so many conferences. Right, there's so right, many right. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? So like, 
we 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 try to kind of do a broad brush over, and then like all like since we know the most about the Mac, we'll try to like get a little bit more in depth with the Mac. But in, in terms of fun to talk about, we kind of just like we kind of just you know talk about whatever you know what I'm saying, and, and like we'll obviously go into the shows. Like, all right, these were the biggest games of the weekend. These are the teams that are looking good. Like, and we'll just kind of you know for the casual fan like that, that that doesn't necessarily know what what these teams might look like or what these conferences might look like. We kind of try to give them like a broad brush type thing. That's sweet, dude. Like. There are fans for all these conferences, and there's really no, like, podcasts or – I mean, there's websites out there, but there's no one really covering it like that. And each team has their own fan base, and there's a ton of engagement. Like a perfect example, a couple years ago, um, Richmond came up to uh, BC, and I was just at the game chilling. I literally went by myself because I'm such a basketball fan. Like, paid, like, $2, like, went there. (laughs) And I – you know, like I was a sophomore and like I was like, I want to be in media or whatever. So I just live tweeted the game. Like Jacob Gilliard has, you know, 14 points to the half or whatever. And like all these fans were crazy. And like, I know you guys are from like that, like not from Richmond, but like kind of in that area. So like everyone was like, fire Chris Mooney, fire Chris Mooney. And like being all crazy on Twitter and stuff. And like, that was dope. And it was like, it, like, it was cool to like have the interaction and stuff. And I don't know, like that was, that was, that was cool. To, that was cool to see and, and cool to be a part of. So, like, it's true. Like, they do – people do have fans. Like, there's a BU yeah. basketball forum that people look at, you know. So, yeah. so it's dope that you guys you guys are doing that. Um, I'm curious. What's the physical – physically, what's it like covering a game right now? Like, is it weird? <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's definitely weird. Um, so, like, for example, we – when we went to uh, George Mason the other day, like, obviously we went – you know, we both do this all-facts thing together. Um, and when we went, like – they were like, all right, your table's over there, and Andrew's table's over there. So we had to like sit at two different tables, like which we could like, which was on like the other side of the aisle. So like usually like we're like sitting next to each other, so we can like, oh right, yo, you tweet this out, and I'll put it on Instagram, or we can like talk about, you know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, bro, you, you said like, and it was kind of crazy because we we were so far away, you know what I'm saying? We couldn't, it wasn't really like we were doing the same thing. We like so that was unique. Um. Same thing when we we covered the Maryland Maryland game every day. They played LaSalle, and um, it was just all these different reporters that were like all at these separate tables, and I don't know, but it was. I mean, I think that that was you know I guess the biggest difference you know covering a game um, in person right now. It's just like, and then obviously the Zoom press conference is weird. Like after the game, you're not like going into an area and like asking questions. They're sending you a link, and then you're hopping on, and then you kind of just waiting to ask questions, you know. So. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, biggest difference is it's definitely weird um, because it's just, I don't know. It's not like when I was playing, obviously, you know, you would play, you go into the media room, you answer questions or whatever, and then like, it, it's cool. But like, literally at Maryland the other day, we was like, we was like, all right, we had to DM the guy, like, all right, can I get in for this player? Like, all right, can I get in for coach? And then it's like, all right, you might get in and you might not because. You know, he's basically just reading off of the queue. You know, I guess whoever hits him up first or whatever, <laughs> that's it. If you if 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 the coach, you know, if, if he runs out of time, then you don't get to ask your question. You know, so uh, definitely, definitely different. Were they giving you guys food and stuff at these games, or is that not happening anymore? Nah, no food. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no food on, on press row this year. <laughs> I wish. What um? So I'm interested, uh, Andrew. You said you you might. You're trying to play pro, Aaron. Are you trying to play pro too? Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I was supposed to originally supposed to go to Ireland this year. I okay. was supposed to go through, through this program called Sports Changes Lives. Um, 
I was going to go over there and get my master's and I was going to go going to, um, to play over there, but I wasn't going to be able to get a visa in time to, to yeah. go over there and study. So that kind of fell through. So now I'm just kind of in a process of trying to see if there's any, any other opportunities available. Um, right. But if not, then I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm obviously comfortable doing this or cool doing this as well. well so I was like, going to ask, like, if you guys go overseas, like, what would you think this would be? Like, do you guys do you yeah. think you would like turn like, into the news and stuff? Or? or do you think it would be like sort of more like a first person account of like yeah. what your travels are like and like what's yeah. that like? And also, I mean, I don't know if you guys are like definitely set on going to the same place, but who knows? But if you're in different countries, like, like what are you guys yeah. going to be doing? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think for for our specific for our, I think the good thing about coronavirus right now is that everything is digital, so like nothing is really in person. Even even the games, like you you can cover a game without even being there. Like there's people, there's reporters that I've seen on the Zoom press conferences that aren't even at the game, but you get the Zoom, you get the Zoom invite. You can hop on the post game and just ask questions. You know what I'm saying? If you watch the game from your couch, right. you can hop on the Zoom after the game and 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 ask questions and write a recap like you were there. You know what I'm saying? So I think. And then obviously we we have a podcast, so the podcast like, we can do that from anywhere. It's like we don't necessarily have to be in America to do the podcast, and and we still be watching basketball over there. I think not necessarily much would, would really change if we were, if we were to go overseas. The only thing that would, that would be hard would be like, obviously we wouldn't be able to get to games in person. So um, maybe not necessarily doing as many like recaps, but more so doing like you know features or maybe like maybe like checking in and like right, we're still gonna be following the college basketball stuff. So like oh checking in on on this, this, this school and maybe get this coach for an interview, you know what I'm saying? Or checking in on this, you know, this team and then re- re- maybe reaching out and doing a Zoom interview and maybe doing a feature or something something like that from that. Um, but I think that would probably be the only thing that would necessarily change um, about, about, about the platform if we were to go overseas. Would you guys add any, like, first-person elements to it? Like, I think, like, for me – I'm always so interested in what this overseas life is like for these, these guys. Like we have some friends from BU uh, who are, who have played overseas or are playing overseas. I don't know. Like, for instance, I don't know if you guys know Justin Alston. He's, he's from the DC yeah. area. Like he's, yeah. he was in uh, Germany. And then I think now he's in Portugal and like, I keep in touch with him pretty regularly. And like, I wish he would like make a vlog or something. Yeah. Cause it's just like, what's it like being, a six ten dude walking around Portugal and like, you know, <laughs> like, and you don't speak Portuguese. Like, what's it like? You know, like, yeah. like, like. So, I'm I'm curious. Would you guys consider adding any sort of a first person element to, to all facts if you guys go overseas? Shoot, I mean, I never, I never really thought about it, but I mean, hey, that that's what the people want. Then I'm sure we could. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'd be interested in it, but yeah, facts. Well, I mean, hey, maybe you might, might be on something, man. Maybe we could add that to our YouTube channel or something. You know, yeah. get a little yeah. just because like. The 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 going overseas thing, it's kind of like you hear about your you follow guys in college, all you know, a lot of the guys, especially in, in non-power five schools. It's like, oh, they're or even guys in power five schools who aren't this, you know, who are like the third best player on the team or whatever. And it's like, oh, they're going overseas. And you're like, oh, okay, like they went overseas and now they've retired. And it's like, what happened? Yeah, you just kind of like lose touch with them. Like you go overseas and that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like they just like they disappear and it's like, oh, Eric Dievendorf's retired 12 years later. What happened? Yeah. Or whatever. It's like or, you yeah. know, like, oh, Amari Stoudemire was in Israel. Well, what happened? Like, yeah. you're curious, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's interesting, too, man, because, one, it's like, I think that, obviously, with the media, man, when, when you're talking about sports and, and basketball, like, people want to know that you know what you're talking about, you know? So I think that if we were able to go overseas and play, I think that would only add to our brand because not only now are we, like, you know, former Division One college athletes talking about basketball, but all right, now we're, like, former Division One college athletes, and now we're, like, professional basketball players right. who are covering the game as well. And that could, like, I, like, I think that would be interesting, you know what I'm saying? Like, for us to be, like, 
because even now, like when I watch East Penn, I always thought it was so cool. Like back when, like you would see WMA uh, players like Kara Lawson and Candace Parker, um, Nyla, the um, Ogumba Wale's, um, they would be on Instagram. Um, and I mean, Instagram, they'd be on ESPN Sports Center, and then they're playing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, that, 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 that was so cool, man, because they would literally like be talking about the NBA or whatever. And then during WNBA season, they're, they're playing, you know? So for me, I think that would be cool, man, if we could do that. I don't really know too many guys who are like playing professional basketball and like in the media, you know? So like, I think that would like set us apart. People might like, yeah. you know, it might be able to kind of like differentiate us, you know? And that's one thing I always prided myself on, like, like you, like you guys, I'm sure you guys, you know, like, I think it's, it's different. Like when you're covering a game, right? Like there's certain questions that you always ask, like with the coach, oh coach, you know, how was, how was the game? How you feel about the, the you know, how right, your team right. wrestling? like, oh coach, you know, what are you guys going to have to do to get better around the tournament? You know what I'm saying? Like, and for me, it was like, yo, like I've been there. Like I've been in the, in the, in the interview when I, I noticed guys about to ask me, you know, Drew, you made four threes. How that impact, you know, the team winning the game today? Like, you know, I always knew those questions were coming. So, like, for me, I always wanted to be different. Like, and, like, um, I, I, I talk to Ace about this all the time. Like, even with our podcast, like, people nowadays, they don't want to hear that, that type of stuff. Like, unless, like, from the media, cool. But, like, I want to be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people come and tune in our, you know, our podcast, like, especially, I want them to be able to see our personality. You know, like, it's different when you're writing a recap and you kind of have to stick to the form and the style. You kind of got to get the quotes and, you know, you want people to know the story of the game. So, like, that's a little bit different, you know. But, like, I think for the for our podcast, especially, like, I, I want people to, to be able to see our personality and, like, see who we are, like, see our life. You know what I'm saying? Like, i never forget, this is, like, a year ago, um, but this is probably one of the best sports moments in my life. Like, I'm a big-time D.C. sports fan. Like, so... Wizards, Caps, Nationals, DC United, Washington football team, all that. Like, so last year, uh, Nationals won the World Series. And I'll never forget, like, you know, we literally were at uh, Nationals Park. The game seven, game seven was in Houston, um, but we had like a huge watch party down at the stadium, man. And we were down there, like, we were covering the game. And like, I forgot that I was covering it. Like, I was literally screaming with the fans. Like, I'm getting like videos with fans and it's like, but people could see like the emotion and like just the moment, how big of a moment that was for DC. Cause you know, you guys know, man, especially you got up there being spoiled in Boston. With yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So you guys win all the time, man. DC, man, it's been hard. Like recently we've been able to win, like the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, Nationals, the Mystics, you know, won the um, WME title. So like we've been able to win a little bit recently, but like before, out, though. it was <laughs> tough, man. So like literally like, when the Nationals won, yo, it was like a different type of emotion that was just down there, you know, and, you know, kind of, just, I say all that, I'd like to say, man, like, you know, for us, I really want people to be able to see who we are, like, in our personality and, like, those, that just, our personality, our, our emotion. So, like, you know, coming full circle back to your question, um, with the whole overseas thing, I think that just kind of adds another element, man, like, yeah. being able to, for people to be able to see what it's like to be a professional athlete and then also a journalist and a member of the media and like traveling the world. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully getting that opportunity. Um, you know, you never really know if that'll happen with COVID, but right. if it does, and I think that that'll be, you know, something that I'll definitely look forward to and kind of look for any type of way that we can kind of use that to, you know, diversify all facts. I'm curious, have any of your like friends from basketball, whether they're your teammates or kids you grew up with or kids who maybe looked up to you who are younger, have any of them developed an interest in the media you think because of what you guys are doing and like what type of 
is there like a barrier, you know, that, that they feel like you guys are breaking that, that maybe has inspired them? I mean, we'll get like DMs on our Instagram from like, from like people like, yo, I love what you got to do. Like I'm going to start my own show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be like random ass people that we don't even know. Like, like, like little kids, like, or like people like that be like, oh, like I, I saw you guys show that like, I want to start my own show, you know, and they'll like be like, oh, like, you know, how, how, how do you guys do your interviews? Like, and we'll be like, oh yeah, we do like Zoom. Well, how you do, you know, this and that. We're like walking through the process or whatever. And that, that's been real cool. Just like seeing people that like, that, like notice our work and everything. But I think yeah, as far as like, as far as like people that we know necessarily, like, I think, um, I think I know one thing that for me personally, personally, that was cool, like, um, like we were, I, I was working at uh, at a restaurant in Federal Hill. I live in down in Baltimore. I don't know if you guys remember the Federal Hill area. It was like downtown, right, right by the Baltimore Harbor. Nice. And um, I went out one night and I, after I got off work and I saw a bunch of kids from, uh, a bunch of guys from UMBC uh, from the team. And obviously we, we played them last year at Coppin. And um, so like, obviously like we were, it was the relationship was like player to player. I was like, oh yeah, I remember the game that year we were like playing y'all, whatever, whatever. And like, yeah, I see y'all like, doing the media stuff now. Like, like that's mad cool. I see y'all work. I'm like, damn, like y'all tuning in our work. Mind you, we hadn't even like necessarily covered their team or nothing. Like, so like people, I think it's just been cool to kind of see the people like recognize our stuff. Like our, I was talking, I have like random conversation. Oh yeah, I've heard what website before. I've heard like all facts. I'm like, oh dang, like it's, it's, it's crazy just the, the, the people that like you don't even necessarily know or like the SID the other day that was like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of you guys work. I'm like, Dang, like it's it's kind of crazy. You wouldn't even you don't, you, don't, you don't even necessarily know the people who are watching you, the people who are like tuning into your stuff. So like, I think that that's been kind of the most rewarding thing, just like seeing like our peers, people that like they're like like they're like you know like oh man, like I recognize what you guys are doing. I think that's been the kind of like the most rewarding rewarding part of it through uh, through this whole process at least. Uh, facts, but also too, our, uh, our little brother, man, he's like a yo. Our little brother is probably the biggest WWE fan that there could ever be. Like he's a Big time wrestling dude. I'm talking about watching Raw, SmackDown, every single pay per view. He has a subscription to WWE Network, like all that. So like, and he'd be like, "Yo, man, like, I want to, I want to, I want to go to school for journalism now. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to be like, I want to do what you guys do and do interviews." He's like, "Yo, if I could ever interview Roman Reigns, that would be like, you know, that would be like my like LeBron interview for you guys, man." And I was like, "Dang, yo, that's tough, man." So now I want to make sure I help him out. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly know? what I was wondering about. How old is your little brother? Uh, shoot, he's about to turn, he's 20 right now. He turned 21. Uh, so he's in college right now or he's yeah. just college age. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that, that's, that's awesome. Like that's kind of what I was getting at is it seems like there's a lot of times that, that when people like you guys can do that, you can definitely kind of the, the camp behind you uh, might get interested in it, not just support you, but they might like want to, want to kind of take, like, take off it. And like, you might be starting something and they can kind of take off with it too, which is really cool. And we, we definitely appreciate that. Like we, we, uh, at BU, I briefly started like a player's tribune type thing for some of the student athletes there. It didn't really work out as well as I wanted it to, but I started something like that. So like, it's really cool to see what you guys are doing. And, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us today. And, uh, uh we really appreciate it. We'll definitely keep listening too. And, uh, 100%. yeah, thanks so much guys. No problem, man. Thanks to you guys, man. We appreciate you guys having us on today, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure.